0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, and I'm actually flying solo. Tonight, and uh, you know, we are talking about tonight's slate. It's a 12 game slate for Friday, November 29th. But I am recording this the night before, so uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and a big shout out to my co hosts, a bunch of family men over there, uh, you know, coach Joe Sarvati, Andrew Hanson, uh, Miles, Andrew. Uh, and Andy, uh, you know, big shout out to all you guys. Hope you guys are all having uh, you know a wonderful day with your friends and family. I know I did earlier, and uh, you know I hope all of our listeners, you guys are having a good day too, and, uh full bellies and leftover turkey sandwiches the next day uh, to grind down or get ready for this slate. So, like I said, we have a big slate. We have twelve games to get to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through this pretty quickly. I don't want to waste too much time. But before we get started, I just always have to give a big shout out over there at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, they've been our you know our lead sponsor and our day one guy. For a long time now, I'm a big avid fan of them. I know I got Andrew hooked on uh, a couple of their blends now too. Uh, but if you haven't tried them, I highly recommend it. I'll put my name on it. Go check them out at wineisles.com. Uh or you can just go on Amazon and search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. And uh, definitely give them a follow on Twitter as well at High Kona Coffee. Uh, very big avid fantasy basketball fans over there, guys over there too. So uh, they're willing to chat with you, and uh, you know they a uh, spectacular blend and array of different blends of coffee that. Every morning, I can promise you, it is the first thing I do. I, I wake up, I put it in the Keurig, I pump it out. Uh, by the time I get out of the bathroom and out of my shower, it's perfect temperature, and it's a routine that's not changing anytime for me. So go check them out; uh, they're fantastic, and uh, we're happy to work with them, happy to have them over here. So, all right, uh, I'm just going to jump right into this. We have 12 games to get to. Uh, a weird slate, to be honest. You know, it, it's a lot of games that you know. A few early ones, the over a little bit. And, uh, you know, later on in the night, this is going to be a lot of our juice, but a uh, couple, uh, couple weird spots. But nonetheless, let's jump right into this. We got the Orlando Magic against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, this game is going to be taking place in Orlando. Uh, we've seen this matchup a few times not too long ago. They played, and, you know, it's a relatively, like I said, low total, 2.5 and a half, uh, and a half uh, in total with, uh, you know, Toronto being favored by three points right now close the same injuries, are still going to be over there on the Orlando side with Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon already being ruled. So, uh, you know, generally I've been I've been playing a little bit of Bomba coming off the bench, kind of the same uh, mentality I've had with Scott LeBissier he was coming over the bench on the game with Portland, uh, where, you know, you start out a defense force, he's going to get in foul trouble, he's not really I used to play anyway. Chop it up the minutes regardless. So, um, I really don't have a problem playing Bomba at 5,100. The only thing is, it is Toronto. Um, they are good against Biggs, and I just don't know if it's that kind of that stealing game. So, I, you know, to be honest, this whole Orlando side of the ball, I'm not really looking at anything other than Jonathan Isaac. I think he's too cheap at 6,900. His usage has skyrocketed. He's taken advantage of it. The shot attempts have been there. Uh, you, you, we all know that the defensive numbers are going to be there for him. The steals and the blocks are just off the ball every single game. And we're going to see a little bit of an uptick in 28 minutes, but uh, they, they pulled away from pretty early. So um, I anticipate this game, like I said, staying fairly close. pretty low uh, spread. I definitely have some in Isaac at 6,900. Um, and that's that's really pretty much going to be it for me on the Orlando side of the ball. I don't mind looking at those two guys, but I don't think it's important to start jamming in guys like a wound and Birch just trying to be desperate for value. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they'll probably be low-owned. It's, it's a 12-game slate, and, you know, there's plenty of spots to go. Um, and that's exactly what I'm going to do now. If we slide over to the other side of the ball, uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet, he's finally starting to get priced up a little bit. Um, this is, you know, pretty much where he deserves to be, even probably a little higher than 7,700 like he is on DK. A little bit of a down game in the last one against New York, but, you know, it was a 126-98 to 98 game, so just kind of throw that one out the window. Um, I do think he's in play in this game. I do think that at 7,700 it still leaves – Uh, A little juice left on the bone, uh, as we would say over here. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be one of my primary focus plays. Not going to knock you for it. Not somebody I'm going to be... You know, shelling out and starting and playing in every single one of my lineups. Um, Siakam, I think, is in a good spot as well. Eighty-five hundred. His price tag starting to come down a little bit when he's over the nine k's. I don't want to pay that. Once I see he's a little less than nine k, I think we can look at him. Um, Eighty-five hundred, though. So you know, maybe just in is Not really a great cash spot. Low game total overall. I don't want to be too overly invested in this game. But he's not somebody that I'm crossing right out of my player pool. So all in all, not not a lot of interest for me in this game on the Toronto side or on the side I mean on Toronto I guess I'd really be looking at just the main guys being Van Vliet um, and Siakam and looking on the Orlando side for me it's it's really just going to be you know very very slim shares of, uh, of Bamba just because of that case where he does get you know 25 plus minutes he does have the upside with the blocks and the rebounds um, and then I think Isaac's definitely in play at 6900 I think that price tag's a little too cheap so I'm just going to jump right over to the next game it's another seven o'clock game it's going to be the Charlotte Hornets against the Detroit Pistons this game is going to be taking place in Detroit um, again, this is, you know, we, I mentioned this and it's kind of going to be one of the themes that we've seen on the night. Um, these two teams have just played. So we're seeing a lot of these teams uh, on the second go arounds playing teams that they've already played. So we're going to get another look and it gives us a little bit more of an advantage of kind of knowing what to expect and maybe how these teams might game plan or how they may adjust. So, uh, you know, looking at this team, um, you know, these both these teams, middle of the road teams, not good defensively, not really great offensively either. Um, Drummond, um, you know, obviously we'll start over here on Detroit. Drummond's always gonna be in play at ninety two hundred though. Um it's a fantastic matchup, don't get me wrong. Blake Griffin back though, I don't really know if I want to play ninety two hundred um for uh, for Drummond. Um it's just you know, I, I when he's in the AKs I could still I could still stomach it and justify it um if Blake's out at 9200 no problem but I am not really gravitating towards that, at that price tag and Blake Griffin he, he, I like the price tag and everything I'm glad like the shot attempts were up in the last game took 21 shot attempts that's what we want to see we want to see him garner a massive usage uh but I just haven't I haven't seen enough from him since he's really returned to you know really make me gravitate towards I mean you know, we're talking about a guy that was playing an MVP caliber uh, season before he was injured last year and you know at that point he was 8.85 and that's the kind of Blake Griffin we want to see in Target um, right now we're kind of getting a very passive one and it might just be knocking some of the rust off I think that's going to change eventually so I'm not too interested in uh, on, on Blake Griffin I'm, I'm generally I'm not interested in anybody on Detroit right now um, Luke Kennard has been up and down you know I think he's priced fairly at 60 three. I'm not really targeting any of the point guards being, you know, Derek Rose um, or Langston Galloway or Bruce Brown. All those guys are priced fairly and they're all cutting into each other's ceilings. So maybe in cash games, you can, you can take a shot um, on a couple of these guys as one offs, but in GPPs, I just don't think there's enough upside to really go for them. Uh, And, you know, jumping over to the Charlotte side of the ball, we can't really go back to that Biambo um, value that we got to, you know, soak up. I was actually very on PJ Washington. I thought that he would slide over the center it'd be a good usage low owned play. Uh, and it bit me. So Biombo ended up being the guy, but Cody Zeller's probable now. He's expected to play, so that kind of takes Biombo out of the picture for us. Um, and, you know, that's that's you know, when I'm looking at this team, that's really all I was looking at. I was looking at Biombo, and I think Terry Rozier at 6,300 is definitely still in play. Um, but, you know, he's a little bit of up and down. In this game, he just went 3 for 11, maybe get a bounce back. I think that he has a solid floor, solid ceiling. I just don't know if a GPP at 63, if I'll get there. I don't know if this is a 45-point or a 40-point point game from him but I can easily see you know 30 to 35 and that you know I think that makes him a solid cash game play at that point so I'm going to take a sip of water before we bounce off this is like I said one man show right now so uh the mouth gets dry very fast I do talk fast and I I talk a lot so I do apologize with that but we'll go on to the next one we're going to the seven thirty games we have the Philadelphia 76ers going against the New York Knicks. Uh, this game is going to be place, taking place in the Garden. Um, and it's another one that, you know, it's kind of the theme for the first few games. Very low game total, 206.5 uh, game total right now, with the, the Sixers being favored by 7.5 points. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We do have some injuries to talk about before we get into anything. And it's on the Philly side of the ball right now. Al Horford, Josh Richardson have both already been ruled out. Um so you know in this kind of scenario uh we there's a little bit of usage there's going to be a little bit of minutes and opportunity that open up I think the immediate opportunity that's going to be opening up is going to be for non Um He's only thirty-three hundred. You could, you know, slot him in at uh, shooting guard and small forward, two positions that are, you know, could generally be a little lackluster. Um, I like that price tag. I think he's definitely a value play that we could consider. Um, you know, I think, you know, given the fact that he's most likely going to be locked into about thirty, thirty-two minutes at that price tag, he doesn't even need a lot. You know, we're looking at a guy that can easily get you upwards to 30, but we would take 20 out of at that price tag and be more than happy with it. And I'm not trying to overexpose myself to this game. I think that uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are both priced right. My other option I'd be looking at would be Tobias Harris. Uh, 6400 he just gets a small bump. He's going to be sliding over the power forward. Uh, generally, you'll see a little bit more... Uh, you know, a little bit more usage, a little bit more shot attempts when uh Horford and Richardson are off the floor and he is playing power forward. So um I like that price tag. I know that he's a little bit boom bust, maybe more of a GPP type of play. Because, uh, if you, you know, if you just check his game logs and his box scores, he's, he's looking at 40 plus or, you know, mid 20. So a little bit of variable in there. So I, I think I'd be mostly looking at him in GPP. So. Uh, sliding over to the Knicks side of the ball, it's a little bit tough. You know, they're coming in here even without Josh Richardson the Horford. They're still, you know, a pretty good defensive team. Um, you know, with these guys, you you want to know who's going to be playing center and who's going to be getting the minutes. And with Fisdale and the way he's been running things, it's kind of tough. You know, we finally got to see Mitchell Robinson play 31 minutes in the last game. Does that happen again? I hope so. Um, but, you know, it was also against Toronto when they were chasing about, you know, almost 30 points so it, it could go either way i i would like to think that they're going to play him and this is going to be a tough matchup that he may see himself into foul trouble anyway uh, only forty four hundred, so i'm not going to cross him out of my player pool i'm going to kind of monitor that news if we hear that he's going to you know possibly be starting or whatever it is um I, I i would definitely have some interest at that price tag but again it's still going to be tough foul trouble is always going to plague this guy he's going against one of the best centers in the league who can also get anybody that he wants into foul trouble. Um, you know. And if you wanted to play the pivot off that, you'd be looking at you know Bobby Porce, Taj Gibson. If they stay in this game, they're going to have to throw as much size as they could um, at Joel Embiid. A lot of these guys are going to probably them, uh, find themselves getting into the foul trouble. Um, and other than that, I'm not touching the point guard situation. I mean, we finally have some clarity knowing that Frank Nidiklien is going to be playing some decent minutes now. Um, first game of the past few that he didn't actually play at least 30, but again, uh, it was a blowout, so don't read too much into it. But he just doesn't have that upside that makes me really want to gravitate towards him. Uh, you know, he's solid for cash. If you really want to, he's you know decent price at forty four hundred. Um, but I, I just really don't see him getting over twenty five or thirty, especially in a tough matchup like this. Um, and then I think Barrett at fifty four hundred, it's it's enticing. I think you know finally he's 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 starting to get down there. Last game he was at fifty five and he did hit. Plenty of value with 33 DraftKings points. And he's pretty much good for that at least 25. and can hit upwards to that 35 and 40 that we've seen a few times this season. Um, definitely someone to monitor. Uh, it is, again, we're going to get to the good games. I, I, it sounds like I'm repeating myself a lot, but it's a low total. We don't need to go overboard on these guys. I'm just mentioning them because I'm not crossing them out of my player pool. Uh, doesn't mean I'm going to be loading up on RJ Barrett. And the only, like, like honestly, the only guys in in this in this whole game I really have too much interest is going to be on the other side of the ball. It's going to be Quirk Mass and Tobias Harris. Um, it's just maybe if you want to run it back, some people like to do those turbo slates and stuff like that so I, I like to try to hit on a few extra players if I could in each game um, and you know sometimes if you're if you're running out there, I don't trot out 150 lineups a night but if you are a player that does uh, keeping certain players in your player pool is a good way to go uh, so let's move on to the next game, we have this another 7.30 game, it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks uh traveling to Cleveland to face the Cavs, and uh, let's hear it again. It's a game that we've just seen not too long ago. So, uh, you know, looking at this game, it, it's it's finally starting to get to decent totals. This is where we start to think, see things change. Two twenty-eight game total, but we have a ten and a half point spread. So, uh, play it as you much as you wish. It's I could see it easily staying close. I mean, we just saw Atlanta keep this game uh, close against Milwaukee. So. Uh, with that being said, what's what's really stopping, you know, Cleveland. I mean, they're both terrible defense teams, but it's really just gonna be the main players. And, you know, now we have Middleton back. He played off the bench last time. We're gonna have to wait and see if he's gonna be inserted back into the starting lineup. I assume very soon that he will be, and that will kind of take a little bit of the juice away from you know Eric Bledsoe and in the twelve K Giannis price. But Giannis is always gonna be in play at whatever price he's at. Um we know he's he could be walking 70, 80 points anytime. There's nobody in this game that can really stop him. Uh, Cleveland's one of the worst defensive interior teams, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, the, protecting their paint in general. Um, decent rebounders with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, but that doesn't mean much when you got guys like Giannis that can easily push the tempo, and, and you know those guys are going to get stuck in the mud trying to chase them. Um, so those are the only two primary targets. Yeah, if you want to keep looking at the wings, I think you know with Divincenzo and Connaughton and these other guys, they're going to start seeing they're going to start losing a few minutes. Um, you know, once we see Middleton kind of get a little bit more ramped up. And also, George Hill was ruled out last game due to a back problem. Maybe he plays this game, and again, that's a few more minutes that's going to come away from those guys. Um, so, you know, if you're playing the game script and you're hoping for the blowout, then yeah, I I, I could definitely see uh, playing a guy like um, you know, or D. Vincenzo. But um, if you think this game's going to stay close, those probably aren't my two primary targets. Bouncing on the other side of the ball. Uh, we're going to be looking at, you know, the primary guys over here and the only guys I ever really look at when I'm playing Cleveland are going to be Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. I'm not really looking at Kevin Love in particular. I think the price tag is very enticing. Um, but ever since he kind of returned, the minutes have been limited. He just hasn't looked like himself. Two poor games in a row, two poor shooting games in both of them. So especially in this kind of tough matchup, I'm just going to stay away from it. Um, you know Tristan Thompson I think 6100 is a more than fair price tag it's just you know again the game script uh, all in all this game is, is it's kind of deterring me a little bit um, just because with Kevin Love playing so poor maybe he does play limited minutes I find it very hard that you know, to believe that Cleveland will keep this game intact um, but I'm gonna probably run out you know if I do 20 lineups maybe like two uh, two or three that have like a you know a Giannis Tristan Thompson kind of you know, stack, little mini stack where I got uh, some exposure to this game uh, because those two guys I can easily see having big games in this. So um, that's it. I'm not touching the guards. I don't want anything to do with Sexton, Garland. Um, Those guys are just too up and down, no one I can really rely on. Um, Same thing with Clarkson. It's going to be a tough defensive matchup. Just if George Hill does play, it's, you know, it's like having another starter. George Hill is an excellent player. I don't care how old he is. I don't care about his role. Uh, He's still very capable of defending any point guard in this league. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. I don't, I, again, we have 12 games. I'm already cruising through four games at this point. Um, I, I haven't even checked how, how long we've been and I mean, we're 16 minutes in, I'm, I just cruise through four games and it's because not a lot in those four games really entice me. I, I just think low totals, um, you know, this one with a uh, 10 and a half point spread. I think that there's other ways that we can go. Um, you know, it, it's just not necessary. I mean, if you want to go with the one-off here and there in one of those games, get a couple of them. Great. But we're gonna find a lot to like later, and it's gonna start with this next one. Uh, it's gonna be Golden State versus Miami. Uh, Golden State coming in here with the same injuries, you know, dealing with uh, D'Angelo Russell still out, Damian Lee still out, uh, Kevon Looney still out. Uh, Draymond is back and playing, um, but you know it's Draymond, so he's kind of generally gonna be limited and. Who knows, he can get ruled out at any moment, but in, uh, on the Miami side, uh, Jimmy Butler missed the last game due to an illness, and he's questionable right now. So that's the major news. There's no, there's no game total being released just yet because they are waiting on the Butler news, um, and that would obviously have major implications on this game. So I think we pretty much know what the Miami team looks like with Butler playing so I'm just going to kind of break it down going forward as though Butler's out. But uh, so, you know, looking at Miami, obviously, I think the big guys that get the, you know, the biggest bump are going to be Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic. Both those guys will see a fair amount of run at, uh you know, at on the wing, playing point guard, they're going to need Dragic to shoot. Justice Winslow is back now, so I, I don't expect you know none to necessarily be playing as much point, if any. I think that's just going to be chopped up between Winslow, Dragic mostly now. So keep that in mind, and you know I do think Winslow's another guy at 5700. Um, I'm going to have a ton of interest in him. With if 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 we know that Jimmy Butler's sitting out, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, and I think that's a great praise tag. We know Golden State's defense is porous at best. Um, they bleed points. And I, I think this is a fantastic spot to just go right back to them. Um, back from the headaches, back from the migraines, and immediately got thrown right back into big minutes. So I'm not afraid of that. Um, and I think Bam is, he's just been crushing. Um, you know, Bam is. And one thing I hope people are noticing, and it's flying under the radar, is the assist numbers by Bambridge. It's been off the wall. The guy's averaging four and a half assists a game this season. Uh, Eight assists in the last one, five in the one before that. Um, He's getting it done. And, you know, especially with Butler sitting, we're going to see a lot of this offense kind of get set up through him. You know, three out of the past four games, he's scored at least 45 DK points. Uh, Golden State does not have the best centers between you know, Spellman, uh, Cauley Stein, and Marquise Chris, uh, none of those guys are really threats to uh, scare me off of Bam. So I think between Winslow, Bam, as my two primary targets, if I'm looking at my, you know, tier, tar- tier A targets with Butler out in this game, and then I also think, you know, Nunn and Dragic will both kind of be uh, one-off plays if you want to look at them as well. Uh, sliding over to the Golden State side of the ball, and, you know, this is tough because, a lot of these guys are getting priced up and yes, they could pay off their price tags. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I when you're looking at a 12 game slate, I don't want to, you know, bank on these guys. I think, you know, if you want to look at Burks and Pascal, I think they're still priced appropriately at 56, 5800. but you know, they're, they're merely tournament plays. You know, Burks is very up and down. The shot attempts are there. That's very nice to see. Um, but Miami's defense isn't all that bad. It's not something I generally like to go on target. Um, and, you know, he's kind of, if we just go by looking at the game log, it's been good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Coming off a good game, um, that might mean a bad game is is suited up from next. Uh, but I'm not going to cross him out. I'll keep him in there. Uh I like the upside. I think that in GPPs, he's still an option, and he'll stay in my player pool. And it's the same thing for Pascal. I think Pascal's actually a play in cash or GPPs. At 5,800, He's pretty much has a floor of the high 20s to low 30s, and that floor kind of gives him a nice 5X, and he has the upside. Uh, to easily get you, you know, 40 to 43, 44. Um, so I think those two guys are going to be my primary focus. I don't want to play Bowman in this. I just know that they have plenty of capable point guards to throw at them and defend them. Um, and, I you know, I don't really want to go to pay 5,500 for Glenn Robinson. Um, don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a very solid cash game play. I'm just not going to go box score chase. And, you know, that 142-point DK-point night was great. Um, but prior to that, I think his highest on the season uh, was really just that you know 32 and then a bunch of twenty-five. So at that price tag I would only consider them in cash and even then I think that we probably have some better options to go to later in the night. All right, that's five games down. Uh we that means five games improves and we've got seven left. So we're gonna jump right into uh another eight o'clock game. It's gonna be the Atlanta Hawks going against the Indiana Pacers. This game's gonna be taking place in Indiana. Uh, and, and now I think we're finally starting to get some, to some games that we can uh, we can look to target a little bit. So we'll start with the Indiana side of the ball, the home team. Uh, we they get a fantastic matchup. Let's just be real, Atlanta is very very poor defensively. Uh, we know that targeting point guards against the Hawks is something that. Uh, we've cashed off doing plenty of times. I mean, Trey Young is next to Isaiah Thomas as two of the statistically worst defending players in the league. Um, and I think, you know, Brogdon back up to his normal price where he should be. We're getting a couple games where 68-6, and six, he's back up to 79, but uh, he's worth it in this matchup. You know, 18 shot, uh, shots last game. The usage is back to where it should be. Um, yes, Jeremy Lamb's back in the lineup. That doesn't scare me off the usage. I still expect him to do a whole lot with the ball. And, you know, if he's not scoring, he's going to be assisting and rebounding. He gets it done in a multiple multiple ways, and this is a picture-perfect matchup for him. So he's definitely still in my player pool. I really like him at $7,900. do not mind that price tag. And I think... The minus Sabonis at the exact same price tag, very much in play. Um, I'm not playing Miles Turner. I haven't played Miles Turner pretty much all season. I don't plan on playing it. Um, he just doesn't have the same offensive game. It looks like he's a very passive rebounder, and Sabonis is not. He's the very opposite in both ways. He's, he wants to get his shot attempts, at least 15 shot attempts in three out of the past four games. The rebounds are always there. He's gotten at least 12 in three out of the past four games. So I think 7,900 gives him a very solid floor, and he still has the upside that we can consider in GPPs, where we can see him easily get 45 or 50 against the Hawks. Hawks have basically no front court without John Collins in there, uh, basically surviving off Alex Len um, and some other bum bags. So uh, perfectly okay with going to either one of those two guys. If you want to take his tournament flyer on a guy like TJ Warren, I don't mind it. Um, you know, very up and down kind of guy. He's got some upside. 5,400, very fire. Uh, price in this matchup and the shot attempts have been there for him in three out of the past four games it's just uh there's some risk in there you know we see a couple 10 point games a couple six and a half point games so that's something you really want to target when you're looking in your cash games uh hopping over to the other side we got atlanta coming in with uh, a few injuries to monitor kevin weard is still out cam reddish is back on the injury report with the wrist injury he's questionable for the game um, and when we see if Reddish is out, we we see some value open up. So if Reddish sits, I think we can look at Bembry at 3,800, uh, more than a fair price tag for the guy. We we see him explode when he gets to the spot starts, um, and I would expect him to start. And you know, 30 minutes of Bembry, give me that all day at 3,800. I don't care about this matchup against Indiana. Game total still high, and I would uh, definitely have a ton of interest. Uh, other than that, I think you know it's really Trey Young, 9,500. Very fair price tag for him. He can just explode. We see it a night in and night out. Um, do I think uh, there's better, uh, you know, high-priced options? Yeah, I do. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, not gonna have a share or two in Trey Young. I, I just know that this guy can go out there and score 40 real-life points on any given night. Um, so take it, take that as as you wish. Uh, you know, you'll get to the guy. I'm gonna have tons of ownership on. It probably won't surprise a lot of people. He's in a fantastic spot, um, but it's not in this game. So. Those are the only two guys I'm not really playing with any of the rookies. I think Parker, you know, a lot of that magic, um, you know, it's going to soak up. I hope box score chasers chase after that, you know, 64-point game that he just had, uh, you know, 33 actual points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists against his former team on 23 shot attempts. Um, You know, Milwaukee plays at one of the league's fastest paces. So does Atlanta. That game was bred um to be played at a fast pace and you know allow these guys to have tons of shot attempts uh Indiana's going to try to slow it down a little bit. So um I'm I'm okay with kind of just you know not really looking at Parker at 6200. I'm the you know, same thing with Hunter at 48. Um I just I think with you know Bembry and Trey Young those are the two guys I want to go to and I think those two guys have the you know the capability of breaking a slate. I don't I don't think that mm. Parker if he beats me on a 12-game slate, and puts up another 50 or 60, so be it. I'll eat that, and uh, I'll be perfectly fine with it. So moving on, another 8 o'clock game. We have the New Orleans Pelicans going against the OKC Thunder. This game's taking place in Oklahoma City. We have, let's start with the Pelicans. Uh, this is going to be one of my favorite games at Target. I have a lot of interest in this game. Lonzo Ball and Derek Favors have already been ruled out. Uh, and we kind of see them do a little bit of you know mix and matching with their starting lineups and their rotations when these two guys are out. Uh, but I think I finally got a you know I, I got a good understanding. It looks like we'll probably just see Drew Holiday slide down to the one, uh, JJ Reddick play the two, Brandon Ingram slide down to the three, while we get Kenrich at the four, Jackson Hayes playing the five. So what that says to me is I think the one through four are all very much in play, and I don't mind any one of their price tags. Ingram, uh, he just producing night in and night out 8,300 the shot attempts continue to be there 21 22 and 24 shots uh over the past three games and you know at least 23 points in all those games and 40 plus uh, dk points so 8,300 I think that's a more than fair price tag um this is the game that he got injured in so if you do look back these teams have played he only played 13 minutes but he was getting 15 dk points in the 13 minutes before he got hurt Uh, putting him at, you know, obviously a little bit more than a point per minute. So I'm okay with going with him. And same thing with Holiday. Holiday's been absolutely smashing. He finally turned it around this season. Shot attempts and a lot of this usage is going straight through these two players. Um, I'm going to be looking to have probably at least one of these guys in almost every single one of my lineup mixing and matching them. Um, I would expect big games from both of them. Um, But, you know, when you're you're targeting upside, especially on a 12-game slate, These two guys, I'd I'd prefer just to have one because if one goes out there and just lights out and takes control of the entire game, uh, 30 plus real-life actual points, um, we're not going to want to, you know, necessarily go too over. And I think Kenrich Williams is another guy that I'm going to have a lot of interest in for value at 4,100 he's just been playing great his his actual real plus uh, minus in the box score has been great for the pelicans um you know i think last game he was uh like a plus like 11 or 12 at halftime and, you know eight points at three boards he's, he's he's really you know getting it done for this team in general um it's going to be a pretty up paced matchup i like it and when we see ingram slide down to the three it allows him to get a couple more rebounds so i think we're looking at 30 plus minutes um and definitely a value play at 4100 so those are my three primary targets. I don't mind Redick. He's he's been balling out as well. He's fair at fifty six. I just don't want to over over expose myself to that side of the ball. I'm not trying to you know game stack this game necessarily, but if you wanted to play one or two guys out of those four, um, definitely think that's in play. Moving over, uh, we got the Thunder uh i think with the thunder it's it's pretty much the usual guys that we're looking at um i don't i don't really want to play chris paul it's just he hasn't been doing much for me this season i you know i think that when this price tag is more than fair but he's not the same aggressive he's not playing with that aggressive mentality uh you know obviously he doesn't want to be on this team he didn't want to be on this team from the start and you know until he gets traded until he's really playing on a team that he's comfortable with and maybe has some playoff aspirations, I'm not really going to be targeting him too much. So um, I think we can look at, you know, uh, SGA, 6,800, I think is a fair price tag. Um, up and down kind of games. Do I want to go overboard on him? No, but in GPPs, I think he'll be low-owned. If you want to take a stab, go for it. Um, and then I think, you know, looking at New Orleans Noel at 4,700, the minutes, when he gets them, he, he produces. So let's be real. He only needs 20 minutes to get to where we need him to get to at 4,700. Um, I definitely think this is a matchup that he could take advantage of. But it's it's how healthy is Steven Adams. So monitor the news. If we hear anything about Steven Adams being sore or anything like that, uh, load up on Noel. Um, and he's still in play even if Adams does play. So not a ton of interest. I just think that they're going to spread the ball out a little bit between all four of these guys, between Gallinari, Paul, SGA, you know, Schroeder, and then maybe a little bit of Adams and Noel. I don't see any one of them really standing out as having, you know, immense upside. Uh, But if you want to take stabs at them in GPPs and maybe Gallinari and Cash, I feel comfortable doing that. Our last 8 o'clock game of the night is the Utah Jazz against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, We'll start with Utah. And with Utah, I think there's, you know, one guy I have a ton of interest in, and that's going to be Rudy Gobert. Uh, 8,200. Memphis, very weak on the interior with Joe Val, Jaron Jackson, a lot of foul trouble to be had. Yes, Gobert is not an offensive force, uh, but the rebounds, he's just been a different sort of beast over the past few weeks, and he, he just tooled this team not too long ago on the 15th uh, for 23 and 17, 55 DK points. Game stayed a lot closer than most uh, anticipated, 106-107. 8,200, I think he's going to be one of my favorite uh, center plays on the slate. Um, great for cash, great for GPP. Still has enough upside. Um, love him in this matchup. Good, nice high uh, total. Um, definitely a pace bump for the Jazz as well. Memphis tries to push the pace. Very young team. So um, I think Mitchell, 7,800. I don't mind it. I'd rather spend the full 100 more. I know it's a different position. Just go to Gobert. Um, and Conley, I you know, against his former team, He's in play. Yes, he's been up and down. Conley has not looked like the old Conley. Um, We keep hearing his teammates say that he's starting to get more comfortable. He's starting to look like his regular old self, and he's going to get this going. And I I truly believe that as well. I don't think Conley is this bad. I don't think all of a sudden Conley forgot how to play basketball. Um, So I think at 6,500, I'm not going to cross him out. There's the revenge narrative definitely in there. Uh, Maybe he doesn't cry as much during the tribute or something like that. You know, This game is in Memphis, so... Um I I it's just tough. Um I think in GPPs, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him in cash. Uh just because of the downplay, but the narrative uh, and the price tag I think is fair at 65 where I would consider him a GPP. So it's going to be mostly Gobert. my second favorite player would probably be Conley. Um and then if you want to play some Mitchell at 78, you could. Don't get me wrong, I would just probably prefer to either go down to Conley or up to uh Gobert rather than those guys. Um other than that, you know, I think uh, I think you know, Ingles is is been getting some decent run lately, 28, 27 minutes over the past two games. Those mid-20 minutes is what we'd like to see. Um, we wouldn't mind 30, but uh, he's been shooting well over the past two, 5 for 9 and 5 of 10, 26 and 30 DraftKings points. Kind of almost feels like I'm chasing, but I, f- I feel like Wings do a pretty good job against Memphis. Uh, again, this is an up-tempo game, and I would expect him to get a decent amount of shot attempts again. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, even looking at the Memphis side of the ball, we don't really want to generally target guys going against, um, you know, Utah. I will say, Morant's minutes are finally where we want to see. I don't, you know, it's about time. This kid should be playing thirty plus every single night. Over the past four games, the lowest he's played was thirty, um, and he's played thirty-four, thirty-three, and thirty-five. So, uh, this matchup I don't love, but I think at seventy-four hundred, no, Morant's upside he's definitely in play. And I think other than that. Um, I'll you know I'll take a hard pass. I I don't really want to go uh, to Jaron Jackson Jr. in this matchup or Brandon Clark. Um, you know Drake Crowder. I think at forty nine is pretty safe, but Jay Crowder doesn't have too much upside. Doesn't really entice me. If you if you maybe the last spot you need to fill in in the cash game, sure why not? Um, and then that's yeah pretty much it. I don't think we need to go to Dylan Brooks. So it's kind of where I'm at with those guys. Uh, you know maybe Morant, and that's about it. Moving on, done with the 8 o'clock games. Before we get going, uh, we have four games left, but just another big shout-out to our guys over at Hawaiian Islands Kona Coffee. Uh, fantastic blend of coffee, guys. I highly recommend you try out. They have variety packs. They do the single grinds where you throw it into an old-school coffee maker, if you're a guy like me, and you have a Keurig, and you want to do the K-Cups, they do the K-Cups. Um, or you can do it the best of both worlds. Go to your grocery store, go to Target, go wherever you go. Uh, just pick up one of those little K cup refillable grind pods, and then you can take the grinds, put it right in there, get the best of both worlds, and we don't have to fill up the landfill with all these K cups. So, definitely check them out. They're phenomenal. You can get their coffee at Hawaiianisles.com, or you can hit them on Twitter at uh, High Kona Coffee. Um, they're awesome. They will get back to you. Very active on Twitter. Or you can just search Hawaiian Isles Kona on Amazon. So, uh, we got that out of the way, and then if you have a second, guys, please go give us a rate and review, a thumbs up, uh, whatever you're feeling. We would much appreciate it. It's it's great feedback. It allows us to get better. Allows us to focus on things that you guys want to see us doing and doing better, Um, and that's our goal. We we're trying to improve every single day and every every single time we come out here. We want to be one of the better podcasts, and we want to be in everybody's rotation. So if you can give us a thumbs up, a rate and review, uh, five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, wherever you're listening to us, uh, it's much appreciated. It allows us to give you and provide this content for free um, and not behind a paywall. So Uh, We want to keep doing that for you guys, and we would really appreciate it. Okay, let's keep going now. 8.30, Los Angeles Clippers going against the San Antonio Spurs. We have the revenge narrative between Kawhi Leonard coming back to San Antonio. Uh, Yes, we've kind of seen this already. So. Uh, what do I feel about this? I think that it is in play. I don't think it's a, a must-play kind of thing whatsoever. I mean, this San Antonio team, their defense is putrid. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be shocked if this game gets out of hand. Um, it seems like with all the mysterious Instagram posts and everything, people you know unfollowing and removing and all this, that there might be some you know interior crumbling of the of the structure of this team. It Looks like Popovich might be falling off the rails a little bit. I generally don't know. Um, but all in all, I, I'm not afraid to play the, uh, the choir Leonard play. I just don't know if this game stays close. I, I, I'm a little scared away. I think that if a lot of people are just looking, uh, you know, at the, at the actual game total, it's only a four and a half point spread. Um, I think that if you have a healthy Paul George, a healthy choir Leonard, it should be much higher than a four and a half point spread. Um, so game scripted. If you, if you feel like it's going to stay close, yes, Kawhi Leonard's in play. I would prefer, with the $500 difference, I would prefer to play Kawhi in this matchup with the narrative over Paul George. I think that Lou Williams is in play. Um, I love that Montrez Harrell stack with those two guys. I'm not really going to touch Patrick Beverly. It um, just doesn't seem like the best matchup for him. Yes, he's been getting done in multiple ways, and the price tag's fair. Um, I just don't want to chase those points. I don't feel like this is the spot I want to go out of it. Uh, jumping on the other side of the ball like I said I haven't been playing any Spurs pretty much all season I'm going to continue not playing any Spurs pretty much all season Um, if I was to take a shot on anybody maybe Derek White but I'd probably want to hear that DeJounte Murray um, or someone is sitting out and that is all I have for that game at the end of the day it is what it is Um, you know you're, you're same thing with the Clippers. You're basically looking at the same three guys every time you play them. I mean, you could take the dumpster dive shots on Jermichael Green. We're going to have 12 games. We don't have all the news right now. It is the night before. Um, but news, you know, and it will open up. We'll have better value plays that will probably open up. Like, I'd rather play non Korkmaz at 3,300 over Jermichael Green at 36. So it's uh, kind of why I'm not really just targeting those guys. And, you know, it may sound like I'm just saying some of the top guys in that game, but that's With those two teams, that's really all we can look at. Nobody else is getting secured usage and stable minutes where I can count them on a GPP putting up a 35 or 40-point night and trust them. All right, So moving on, 9 o'clock game, one of our favorite games of the night, one of the most competitive games of the night. I'm really looking forward to this one. I know Coach is going to be watching this one too. Uh, We're both Maverick fans. So Dallas Mavericks going against the Phoenix Suns. This game is going to be taking place in Phoenix high price guy, we'll start with it. Elephant in the room, do we play Luka Doncic at $11,800? Uh, I think the answer is yes. I, I think I start my lineup with him. I think I love him in this matchup. I love the fact that he's coming off a down game. He was very upset with himself. He didn't want to talk to reporters. He was beating himself up. He felt like a lot of that loss was on him. He could have been better. I expect a big bounce-back game here. Um, this is the type of game that he could do it in. Great pace. Uh, yes, Phoenix defense has improved, but there's still a two thirty-two game total in this game. Uh, second highest on the slate, only to the last game. But the spreads a one-point spread. This one should be close. Whereas we're talking about the Washington-Laker game, which we'll get to. Uh, that's an eleven and a half-point spread. So I'm um, I'm gonna be all over this game. I'm gonna be all over Luka. Kristaps is uh, a little bit injured too. A little banged up. He's questionable right now. He's he's nursing a sore knee. So if he doesn't play, that just bodes even better for Doncic. Even more usage all over him in this. I, I don't care about that price tag. I'll pay it. eleven eight. Fine with it. Uh, another guy I think we can look at on this side of the ball, Tim Hardaway Jr. Should remain in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, the shot attempts, uh, we'd like to see him in the double digits and I think he'll have that opportunity if Porzingis is out. So Um, I don't like him as much with Porzingis playing, but with him out, definitely in playing. If Porzingis does sit, Kleber, um, Powell both get a bump. Probably Kleber I like a little bit more just because he's a little bit more capable of playing the 4 and the 5. And again, just a great matchup. Aaron Baines is back, so keep in mind that this Phoenix team is not as weak as they were for the past week um, on the interior when they just had Sarich and Kaminsky. Uh, That's pretty much it. Not really looking at any of the cheap guards between, um, you know, uh, Dylan Wright and Seth Curry and all those guys I, I just don't want to go there I'm going to be more interested in spending up on Luka or just spending a tiny bit more up on Hardaway now jumping over to the Phoenix side of the ball I definitely think there's some value to be had I think that Devin Booker under AK is definitely something we have to look at Um, you know, up and down performances over the past few with a 45, 18, 65, 33, but the upside's always there for him. He's going to be in my player pool. I'm going to be wanting to get a a bunch of different pieces from this game in every which way. So definitely going to have him. And uh, I'm I'm okay with going back to the well on Oubre. The minutes have been down the past two games, 29 minutes and then 18 minutes in the last one. Um, this is a good matchup for him. I, I would expect 30 plus minutes from him. And if we're getting 30-plus minutes, we know he has that 30 to 40.4. Um, I'm cool with him. No problem with him right there. I prefer Booker at 1,300 more. I'm not really touching Rubio at 64. I kind of want to see him play 30-plus minutes before I pay that price tag. Baines is back. 6K, though, not paying that coming back um, off the injury and everything like that. I'm okay. Um, good with that. He missed the past five games. I wouldn't expect a full complement of minutes and paying 6K for him is not ideal. Now the other guy we could look at is Dario Sarch. He's 5900. It's a more than fair price tag. The minutes have been stable at 37 and 33. Now does Aaron Baines coming back impact those minutes in any way, shape, or form? Probably a little bit. Let's be real. I'm sure they're going to do a couple, uh, you know, a couple of rotations where they maybe have Kaminsky next to the Baines, uh, and obviously in that case, Saric would be Ryan and Pine. So um, I don't think he's going to go out there and play 37 minutes. I do think it's a decent matchup. Uh, price tag is up a little bit off, you know, $500 since the last game. Yes, I think he's in play. Uh, cash games, probably not. GPPs, I think he's better off. Um, I think that there's also going to be some merit to just com- completely avoiding him and the fact that some people will uh, game watch, You know, look at the box score, see ooh, back-to-back 40-point games, he's underpriced, let me jump on it. It's, a lot of that has to do with circumstances, matchups, injuries, everything else. So I'm um, trying to take that into account and temper my expectations a little bit on him. And with Rubio back, we can't really, you know, look at guys like uh, Tyler Johnson or Javon Carter um, anymore. Cam Johnson, I think is a solid value play, 30 minutes in the last one. Um, he's the kind of the the pivot to Kelly Oubre. If Kelly is playing limited minutes, it's because Cam Johnson is playing, you know, more minutes. So, he's a good value play. If if you're going to take the approach that Oubre isn't going to, you know, see good run, and Cam is, great value play of 3,500, especially in this matchup. Um, no problem going with those guys. So, that's kind of where I'm at with that game. I'm going to have a ton of exposure to it. Um, I expect a lot of people will. Very high game total. A lot of good fantasy-friendly players. It should just be a hell of a game to watch as well. well two games left. Um, 10 o'clock. We have the Chicago Bulls going against the Portland Trailblazers. This game uh should be should be fairly fun. I mean if you're uh if you're a Portland fan, not if you're a Chicago fan. I mean Portland's been playing down, starting to get some of their pieces back, Lillard's back, Whiteside's looking healthy and good. So I expect them to slowly start turning this team around a little bit. So we'll start on that side of the ball. They are the home team. Lillard under nine K, always in play at that price. Um it's hard to ignore Lillard at, at under nine K. These teams they played early in the year. Lillard only played 27 minutes in that, but 39 fantasy points in 27 minutes. It's, again, it's one of those game script ones. Uh, if it stays close, which I don't think it's going to be that far off. I don't think that um – Portland's you know that great defensively where they're going to be able to stop Chicago in all aspects. It's seven and a half point spread right now, so I do think I I will have plenty of shares in Lillard. Um, I'm not going to play McCollum uh, unless Lillard's out. I generally don't play McCollum too much, and it could be a good thing or a bad thing. He's one of those guys I struggle to get right, and I don't want to pay 8K necessarily for Whiteside when I'd rather pay 82 for Gobert. Um, everybody else, I'm not I'm not jumping on the uh, the Markin, or I mean the Markin the uh, Carmelo Anthony chain or Rodney Hood, those guys both priced right around that 5k. Carmelo at 6.2k. Uh, I think that's a little bit overpriced. You know, guys only been pointing up mid 20s here and there, and you know, you're paying for the name at that point. Um, you know, if you, you know, I think Kent Bazemore always a GPP option, but very, very risky GPP option. If you're dumpster diving and you need to save the money, 32. I prefer Cork at 33, just a little bit safer for cash. Knowing he's probably going to play thirty plus minutes regardless, um, but Bazemore, I doubt he gets any sort of ownership on this slate, and he's a guy that racks it up in the steals department, so uh, worth mentioning. Um, not worth you know going out of your way to play if it just happens to land on it, so be it. Jumping over to Chicago, uh, Zach Levine. Let's talk about him. Great game. Um, you know, almost broke broke records in the past few. Thirty six point game, forty nine point two games prior to that. Uh he's jacking up threes, he's hitting the shots at a good clip, fifty-four percent in the last game, sixty percent in his other big game. Um I, I, I think we're starting to see the Zach Levine confidence and usage come back, and it looks like it just took uh a Jim Boylan call out. Uh and and that's all, you know, and then he immediately snapped out of it and looked fantastic. So let's it's 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 a very it's a very touchy play right now. Uh, I think a lot of people are gonna be drawn to him just because of the box score watch, and I think the price tag is more than fair at seven. I think I'm gonna end up going to other spots, um, and hope I, I'd rather target him in a game where, you know, maybe we get a little bit of a better pace. Two twenty-five and a half game total is good. Don't get me wrong, but there's three, four, five, six other games on this slate with that same game total or higher. Uh, I'm I'm gonna hope that you know he just falls back down to earth and doesn't shoot fifty or sixty percent from the field in this game. If he beats me, he beats me. I'm I'm not gonna knock you if you want to play him. I think the price tag is good. Um, I'm just gonna hope for that come back down to earth game, not chase on it, and uh, so be it. And then the other options, I think, you know, I don't think, I hope nobody's playing really marketing right now. He's just been so up and down. It looks like it's all mental. So I'm completely fading him. I think Wendell Carter Jr. Um, 6,800. The price tag has gone up, and uh, you know that's the one thing that's turn to me. We've seen the upside. He had that that one game against Charlotte where he uh, with 17 points and 11 boards. Um, but there's so many games of just 20, 22, 27 uh, DK points sprinkled in there where I don't want to pay 6,800, especially if he's going against Hassan Whiteside. The one thing I want to talk about is that Chandler Hutchison. Um, did hurt his shoulder in a few minutes into the last one after returning from injury. Left, um, already been ruled out. And I think that we could take a look at Shaq Harrison at 3,700 as a value play. Um, you know, played very limited minutes in the last one, only played seven. But we saw last time when Hutchinson was out, when Porter's out, he was getting an extended run at the three. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if we see mid 20s minutes from him. And we kind of saw flashes of the upside of what he could do at only 3,700. Definitely a value play we could look at. That is all I have for that game. Moving on to the last and final game, and yeah, I'm cranking through this. We're 45 minutes in, and I'm about to go into the last and final game. So um, I do apologize if I'm kind of speeding through things. It's just, uh, you know, we didn't want to leave you guys without having um, some sort of pod for the first day after Thanksgiving. I know everyone's probably degenerate and fiending out like me right now, knowing that we didn't get to play at all today. Um, I know I jumped over and played a little football, but I'm not – Necessarily very good at it. I just did that to keep myself occupied while I was eating some Thanksgiving dinner with my family watching the game. So uh, I know everyone's Jones and want to get some. So everybody was kind of, uh, you know, doing their family things tonight. I, I kind of volunteered to jump on and do this one solo. Um, I do want to you know, finish doing some family stuff though too. So I'm cranking through it. We have one game left. It is just the Lakers versus the Washington wizards. This game is going to be taking place in LA has the highest game total on the night at 234 uh, game total. And the only problem with this one is the 11 and a half point spread. Lakers are favored. Lakers, one of the best defensive teams, Washington, just one of the worst teams in the NBA, very porous defensively allow teams to just basically get whatever they want on them offensively. Um, you know, we'll just start with the Lakers, home team, big names in the room. Obviously, always Davis and LeBron. Um, I I think if you want to look at either one of those guys, you're going to want to run it back with Bradley Beal, just because he's going to be needed in this game. I think at 9400, it's more than fair price tag. Um, he's going to have to do a lot, and if he can, you know, get out there and get a fifty-sixty point DK point, it's going to be on this on the back of him. And it's going to be the one, the one guy that's going to keep this game close enough and, you know, negate that 11.5-point spread. So I have no problem playing either one of those guys, and the caveat that you're running it back with at least, you know, Beal or maybe like a Bryant. Um, and I say Bryant just because small little wrench spot, the Lakers did draft him, did let him go, and that's kind of when Washington jumped on that, scooped him up, and has really liked what they've had from him ever since. He's, the minutes have been a little bit up and down. We've got to keep an eye on Maurice Wagner. He basically just chops into – Whoever's playing worse, whether it's, you know, Bryant or Rui, um, you know, between Bertans and Wagner, those guys are just very capable backup back up three, fours, and five. So, um, you know, grain of salt takes those guys out of cash play for me, but I definitely think that you can look at Bryant into uh, tournament plays. Like I said, I think that Bertans and Wagner, both in play, both kind of getting a little bit of priced up, have no problem in, in tournaments. I don't necessarily want to look at them in cash. Burton's has been rock solid. Um, Maybe I'm cash. I, I wouldn't look at Wagner in cash, though. Bretons, I feel okay about. Um, that's about it for me. I'm not really going to be playing any Isaiah Thomas uh, or Jordan McRae. I know a lot of people have been on the Jordan McRae bandwagon. He's been playing great in his limited minutes over the past few games. This isn't the matchup I really want to target him in. Um, and I, I just can't, for the life of me, on 11 games, not pay that price for him, knowing he's still giving up, you know, splitting minutes with either Isaiah Thomas or Nish Smith. Between those two guys, no, none of these guys really have that ample opportunity to go out there and break the slate. Um, so I, I guess it's just really Beal, Bryant as my primary targets over there on the Wizards. And then, you know, looking on the Lakers side of the ball, uh, just Davis, uh, James, and I think Rondo at 4,900. Uh, don't mind Rondo down minutes in the last one, but he's fully capable of stuff in the stat sheet, whether it's rebounds, assists. Um, even if he's actually even been scoring a little bit more. He's averaging over a three-pointer a game this season, something that he hasn't always done in his career. So we're seeing a kind of uh, a new reinvented Rondo in the starting lineup. Um, you know, Kuzma's price tag's fair. Not paying that, knowing that he's just not getting the shot attempts and the usage like he was last season. And there's no real surprise there. Uh, and Caldwell Pope has been starting, but between him and Green, chopping up the minutes, very risky. So, just James Davis, Rondo on that side, Beal and Bryant mostly on the other side. On the caveat, maybe taking a shot on a Wagner or a Bertans. And that is all I have. That was twelve games. I motored through them. Uh, a few ugly games, a few fun games that we're really going to be able to target, get a lot of exposure to, get some mini game stacks going into. Um, and then, you know, like I said, a few ugly games in the beginning of the slate, early on in the night, where you know this is a fun game for draft game, uh, fun slate for draft games because we do that late swap and take advantage of maybe you know not playing anybody until eight o'clock, and waiting on the extra news that we need to hear about, and then having everybody in our lineup be adjusted and be open to switch. So uh, I know I'm going to be looking at a few game scripts because I know these first few games, other than a couple one-offs here and there, just aren't that enticing. So that's all I got for you. Um, definitely, like I said, if you can, if you get a chance, go follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Patria, That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati. That's at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic. L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. I always struggle with that one. Uh, and then you can always find Miles at Miles 6565. So that's the cast. That's the crew. I thank you guys for joining me tonight. I had a blast motoring through these games by myself on the, on this Thanksgiving night. I'm going to go. I'm going to make plenty of leftovers. I have some mashed potatoes, sandwich coming with to turkey, stuffing, a little bit of everything on there. I'm pumped for it. Um, if you've listened to this, send me a picture of your – leftover thanksgiving sandwich i'm a big leftover thanksgiving sandwich guy Um, i like to just put everything that's in the fridge on that thing everything that i take home from my grandmothers goes on this sandwich i don't care how big how stupid it looks it's delicious every single time so send me your sandwich pictures if you get any i will be more than happy to judge you and rate you on your thanksgiving sandwiches Uh, thank you guys for joining us Uh, you'll find me on tomorrow night I'll be on with uh I'll be on with Coach. So uh, seems like a while I've been uh, since I've last done a show with him. Looking forward to it, and uh, we'll bring you guys the heat again. So as always, take care, guys. Have a good night.